Looking for something fun and unique in Evergreen Park? You should try Unidad, a Latin kitchen and bar. Unidad brings together family homemade recipes and craft cocktails to create a one-of-a-kind eating experience. Plus, every Friday, enjoy happy hour specials from 3.30 to 6 p.m. And Unidad is currently open for dinner on Sundays with half-priced bottles of wine for a limited time. Unidad, a Latin kitchen and bar located at 3339 West 95th Street in the heart of Evergreen Park. Learn more at unidadrestaurant.com. Unidad is now currently accepting reservations for Valentine's Day. Enjoy a romantic prefix dinner for just $65. Call 708-529-0911 to reserve your table today at Unidad, a Latin kitchen and bar. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com. A brand new week and a brand new 30-minute episode of the EP Podcast. Hi, my name's Chris. I'm your neighbor. We've got a few people hanging out this week at my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement in Evergreen Park. Couple of guys from the Evergreen Park Boys Club gonna talk some Little League baseball. I felt like this was the perfect time to do that. Coming out of the polar vortex, basically over the weekend, if you count the wind chill, it went up about 100 degrees in Evergreen Park. Think about it. From like negative 50 to 50. Blows your mind. Oh, and then of course, because the ground was frozen, and everything melted within like three hours. I think we all got to see little leaks in our basement that we'd never seen before. 13 years here in this house. I never had a river, but a little cute little stream appeared. My three-year-old wanted to fish in it. Seriously, what a week. We're gonna go through everything that's going on this week in Evergreen Park. We've got another $100 winner and yet another confused husband who answered the door when I saw an EP podcast car magnet on the back of his vehicle and a very excited wife running to the door saying, don't worry about it, honey. I put that on our car and she's $100 richer for it. And a great friend of the show that has never actually appeared in person several times you have heard local Evergreen Park priests Father Paul Guzman, jump on the phone line and tell us all about the war zone that he was deployed in, in parts unknown. Well, now he's back. He's safe. He's having a much-deserved IPA here to the left of me. We're going to give him a quick second to kind of promote his own podcast, Me and the Priest, with its first episode ever done in which both people on the show were not on the other side of the world from each other. So much ahead. 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb and strange little rivers that appeared in my basement. It's the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at theeppodcast.com. And it starts now. It's now time to find out the word on the street in the EP. The Evergreen Park Recreation Department Candlelight Theater is presenting a special one-night performance of a renaissance comedy, Two Noisy Nights, takes place Saturday, February 16th at 7.30 p.m. Following the show, there's a reception, refreshments, hors d'oeuvres. It's a two-man show, and tickets range between $15 and $17. If you want tickets, call the box office, 708-229-3300. 
43. And if you haven't heard yet, the notification system that the Evergreen Park Police Department had been using for years is changing. Evergreen Park is now going to start using Smart 911. It's a great way to notify you of what's going on, but it also gives you the option to go to smart911.com and fill in information about yourself and your household, medications people might be on, special instructions. You know, when you call 911 on a cell phone, your address doesn't pop up like it does when you call from your home. But if you go on smart911.com and you add that information, the police have it. For more details, go to smart911.com. That's your word on the street. Your soaked, sloppy, slushy, dirty snow, water seeping into my basement street. I mean, it's fine. I only went through like 12, 15, 27 towels. It's all good. Totally normal. Look at all those people in this great suburb. Driving down 95th and Ked Z. What a great place. It's called Evergreen Park, but we know it better as the EP. You got Porter Collins for great drinks. That's definitely the place to be. Or Klein Park over off of Homan, but it will always be called Circle Park to me. We've got a stopover at Unidad. Stop over for a drink or a bite to eat. We got so many great places to dine here. Over in the EP. We're known for more than just the Unabomber. Remember Ted Kaczynski? You guys might even remember that big old rooster on 95th Street. It's all part of EP's history. So listen up to the EP podcast. You might be asking why. Because we talk about all things and we celebrate all the great things in the 60805. It's the EP podcast. All things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast. Evergreen Park. Couple of new guys down here to the bar for the EP Podcast. I got Brian Harmon and Tim Lyons. They are from the Evergreen Park Boys Club. You guys do Little League. Uh, we are actually Cal Ripken and Babe Ruth okay. as, as our affiliation. All uh, right. But it's Little League. It's, I mean, it's, it's Little League. It's right? what we grew up and then all the, Is that the same? Like, I don't understand all the affiliations. So if I say something that's like, you know, sure. outside of an affiliation, just treat me like what I am, which is stupid. I, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's it basically, it's, it's, it's kids baseball. Kids baseball, mitts, bats. Baseballs, right? Pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah, and basic stuff like you got umpires that come out. You have adult umpires. You got like uh, teenage umpires. What do you? What do you? Yeah, use so them? we actually try to get kids in the neighborhood working. So we use a lot of former players. We use kids from the high schools. Uh, but our umps are all, you know, probably high school and college age. Would you say, Tim? Yeah. You have a season coming up. Yes. Can kids still sign up for it? That's the first thing I want to ask. Absolutely. So registration, uh, we'll take people all the way up until we start, sometimes after we start. So it doesn't really close. Um, helps us to get our numbers in order, get our team set up. The sooner people do register, but uh, registration is ongoing. I, I want to ask you guys a question. Maybe, Tim, you can jump in here if uh, if you have an answer, or Brian, either one of you. 
And it just kind of popped up over the last couple of days to me. And I thought it was really funny. Like we do this thing where we interview a bunch of different people from around Evergreen Park. And for the first time ever this week, I had somebody who told me that they were nervous about coming on because of something similar to their group, something that happened on YouTube where like people caught something and they're afraid of like, you know, if I come on and then we, uh, if I say the wrong thing, which couldn't happen, first of all, we've never anybody say the wrong thing. And secondly, I would never let that happen. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But that was their concern. And it struck me with you guys coming on. How much do you worry now with the way that the world is with Twitter and Facebook and everybody's filming everything. And I'm sure you run a great league. Okay. But I coached in the EPGSL and I've seen it before. You, you know, somebody starts getting aggravated with an umpire. Somebody gets, ye- he starts yelling or anything like that. Do you, how much do you worry about the idea that is there a fear of like, Oh my gosh, I just hope that one day we don't end up on one of these things that passes around on Facebook forever because some parent loses their mind and starts yelling at an umpire and it goes viral. Do you ever, do you ever worry about that kind of thing? I don't think you worry about it. You're just more cognizant of it in today's world, wherever you go. Right. Um, you, you could be pumping gas and getting an argument with somebody and somebody's phone could fly up in the air and all overnight you're an instant sensation on social media when it was never the cause. You know, you never wanted that to be the cause of it. So I think just being cognizant of the world around you and that kids, parents have devices to always see what's going on. And the things that were told to me when I was my son's age, you know, we would never dream of saying now. It's it's different worlds, uh, for sure, in both professionally, coaching-wise, teaching-wise, everything you do, it's, it's just different. So just knowing your audience and knowing uh, who's around you and what's around you at all times, for sure. Well, one of the roughest things is that it's completely different now. I mean, being in, in, in youth sports, I remember when I played Little League, it was just like I lived at 80th and Spalding. And I just walked up three blocks and played at Owen. And it was like, like our uniform was like a t-shirt and like one of those old, like styrofoam, like not styrofoam, but like the foam, like trucker hat. Right. You know, it wasn't like, and I was playing, I I was playing on a field that had like some broken bottles on it and it was more gravel. And there was like, it wasn't really well kept. And that, that's where I played. And now, you know, the good news is that the fields have improved. I know I've seen your fields. You guys play where Duffy and Southwest. Southwest. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I've seen your fields. They're improved. Um, it seems like things are far more organized than when I was a kid, which is great. But then you also have the the other imbalance of you are going to get, I mean, I was at a game one time and it wasn't at your league where every time that the kid got up there and swung and missed the parent yelled from the, the, the outfield, you're never going to get a scholarship doing that. Is it tough to remind the parents and the kids, this is for fun when there's so much now being put on like. My kids got to be good when they're like eight years old at something because I, I'm hoping to get some money out of it one day. Do you worry about that? You do. Um, it's a, it is a challenge. It's something that we actually talk to all of our managers and coaches about beginning of the year, kind of throughout the year. You know, we, we basically tell them, hey, on day one, you've made the playoffs already. You know, there's no right. there's no championship that means anything. What's important is that these kids have fun and they want to come back. So we try to stress that with them. And I think, Tim, you'd agree, like across the board, our managers and coaches, they do a great job. They're volunteering their time. But it is a challenge. You know, you do have parents that, you know, put a real lot of emphasis on these games, and it shouldn't be that. It should be about fun. Um, And I think that the majority of us kind of get that and understand that. But uh, there are times where, you know, we do see that. And, you know, it was tough when I was a kid, too. It happened when I was, I remember I was on the, I was on the, uh, my dad was always like, 
he would tell me right away. He's like, you're not going to be a major league baseball player. He's like, look at how tall I am. Yeah. Do I look athletic? You're from me. Like, it's never going to happen. So just go on and have a good time. guys just won a hundred dollars from the ep podcast for having a car magnet that you didn't even know you had in the back of your car <laughs> yeah that's me <laughs> i think it's the second time that a husband has answered the door and the wife is the one that put it out of the car and he had no idea it was on there uh, <laughs> are you guys excited yeah very excited all right kids uh your parents just won a hundred bucks so who, who's going to get to use that money yeah uh, you already have hundred dollars okay don't give it to that little guy <laughs> You know, it's honestly becoming a trend. I see an EP car magnet on a vehicle. I'm driving down the street. I stop at the house. I knock on the door. And the husband looks at me like, who are you? Did you know you had this thing on the back of your car? No idea. And the wife comes running up right away. Did I win? I I love it. It's the best. If you have not picked up your EP podcast car magnet, remember, you can get them for free at the EP library, Unidad Restaurant, and Porter Cullens. We're hoping to add some other locations. Plus, we have new magnets coming out. I am aware that some of the magnets are falling apart, that the cold weather did not do well with the magnets, and the magnet company has apologized, mainly because I yelled at them. So we're getting thicker, better magnets for free that I can give to you. I took care of you. Your magnet's not doing very well, don't worry. New magnet's on the way. I only intended to talk to these guys for a few minutes, but I really need some baseball. Winter has taken too long. Brian Harmon, Tim Lyons. Tim, you've been coaching for a long time. How long have you been coaching for? I started holding a scorebook when I was 14 years old for Don Noga and the EPA Tigers, and it was a phenomenal experience and something I wanted to keep doing my whole life. And uh, I've been pretty fortunate now for over 30 years to be coaching this great game of baseball at various levels. It is fun to do, isn't it? I got to coach T-ball all the way up through they were 12 years old. And it's fun even it's fun when they're little, kind of like when they're little kids, but it's fun even when they're like at an age where you could sit there and say, "Okay, we're going to put on like a hit and run. We're going to, you know, we're going to try we're going to I'm going to have somebody lay down a bunt in a situation just show them that this is how it is." Is that is that the most rewarding thing as a coach to get to do is kind of kind of show them some of the little nuances and how they work when you're in there managing? And I think those mechanics and in-game situations relate then to life lessons, like Brian mentioned earlier, you know, because baseball teaches us a lot about the game of life because baseball is 90% mental and 10% physical. I also think the great thing about coaching is the relationships you form with your coaches, number one, relationships you then form with your players and your parents, number two, uh, combined. And those relationships hopefully last a lifetime where you run into some guy 20 and 30 years from now you can talk about those funny times you mentioned when you laid down a bunt, when you stole a base, when you forgot your glove to the game. When you put or, bubble gum on some kid's hat. Exactly. Yeah. And, all, all, <laughs> and believe me, especially in baseball, those things do happen. And, you know, I work with some of my former players at Brother Ice, and we work together in the building, and we'll we'll not so much talk about the games. We'll talk about instances like you just said. Remember in the dugout when we did this, or on the bus we did this? Those are great things to remember, and again, that's about the relationship aspect of baseball. I think that that's just quality. I, I can't tell you how many times I have people come up to me when they find out I'm involved with the board that were former, you know, family members, board members that say like that was the best time of their life. You know, being involved at Duffy Park in those, you know, cold April days to those nice June days we get up there. Um, I, I was just talking to my dad the other day, and 
I had stopped up at a game last year. I think I told you this, and there was a a triple play in an eight year old baseball game, and like those kids will remember that forever. Yeah, you know, and, and it was was it one of those ones where it came, comes up the middle, somebody like yeah. that, somebody catches right. the line drive, steps on second, throws the first. It, was, it had to be something like that it at was, that level. It was exactly that, and you yeah. had like parents yelling like throw it to second, and, <laughs> and these kids just kept their composure, threw it around, and it was like. We just had a triple play in an right, eight-year-old right. game. This is unbelievable. I'm going to tell you, th- those are the things that I always remember. Like, I always remember, like, um, uh, it, I always remember just when kids step up. I always find that to be, like, the most fun thing when oh, yeah. I was a coach, when they do something crazy. We, we, had, a, we had a young lady on, um, on a team that, in a, in a championship moment, didn't, she didn't want to play outfield all year. Her mother played outfield at uh, UIC or like at a collegiate level or something like that was a spectacular outfielder. And she just didn't want to be pigeonholed into being an outfielder. Although you could tell that mom has probably her entire life been slowly grooming her to play the outfield. (laughs) And she just wouldn't do it. We're in a close game and I'm, I'm telling her to go to third base because I'm just trying, she's like that kid. You got to keep happy, like really good, but just want to keep her happy. Okay. And she goes, no coach center field. And it's the first, she refused all year long. She wouldn't do it. I'm like, really? She's like, put me out there. And later that inning, with one out in a tie ball game, she makes a catch sliding across on her knees in the outfield for the second out and jumps up and throws the girl out at home on a bang-bang play and then comes in like doing like a cartwheel. And it's just like those moments. Like, I didn't care if we lost the game or won the game after that. Just the fact that it was like this, like she just knew that, that it was her role to get out there and do it. And I'm sure that as a coach, that's probably the most fun for you when you see that when a kid just kind of like just does something that you're like, they'll remember that forever. The joy in their face is priceless yeah. when, when those big moments happen. And then the teammates who huddle around them, uh, you really see those family moments kind of evolve there. And it's, it's cool that you're a part of it. No doubt about it. That's something that we talk to, you know, these managers and coaches about is that you've got nine players on the field. You, you need nine players. This isn't having the best player is going to mean you're going to win. You need all of those kids to learn, have fun and be a part of it. Uh, the coaches that have success, I think, Tim, you'd agree. Like that's what they do. They move kids around. There's not one kid that plays shortstop the whole year. Well, they got to play everywhere. Everywhere. They got to learn what everything does. You know, sure. what every every position is, and and you got to teach. If they have a if they have something that's not a strength, you have to teach them how to do it. Because trust me, at some point during the year, gonna they're going to have that moment where they have to do it, and it'll be the whole difference for it, you. It, it's something we preach over and over, and credit to our coaches for following that model of moving the kids around, teaching them multiple positions so that when they go and want to try out for a high school baseball team and the coach says, all right, all the outfielders over here, our kids can say, hey, you know, I'm going to try out for the outfield, a trial for third, first, maybe catch, maybe pitch. But again, that's credit to our coaches for accepting the fact that it, it's not winning at all costs. I'm here to develop players. Um, Brian will smile at this, but I'm going to, I'm going to give him props Oh Back boy. when my son Quinn was a eight-year-old on his White Sox team, Brian, every single game, put out a new lineup. Uh, the batting order switched. The position switched. Six pi- six pitchers through six innings. Come playoff time, Brian started pieces puzzle together, and we went in as maybe the sixth seed out of 11 teams, and there were some very strong teams ahead of us. We won three amazing playoff games, all very close games, I believe by a run or two each game. We ended up winning the championship. Now, my lesson here is not about the championship. It's about how Brian pieced the puzzle together and gave all the kids the opportunity all year long where, you know what, I may not get to play shortstop, but on Brian's team I did. I I may not get to play 
pitcher in the future, but on Brian's team I did. And and along the way, we went up winning the championship, and they'll remember that. They'll remember playing all what was 10 positions at the time with, with our short center. But, boy, it's a good memory, and my son still talks about it. So, again, making memories and and positive experience, and that, that's that's one that is modeled throughout our league. So Oh, and, and you know what? And the best thing is if you play them everywhere throughout the year, then you don't feel so guilty when you don't use them where they want to be in the playoffs. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> 100%. That's very true. <laughs> but I, I want to play shortstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not a shortstop. <laughs> Correct. Used to keep it cool. Used to be a fool. All about the bouncing master. Watch it on the news. What you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool. Okay, so you guys want to start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What we need to do is start from scratch. There's lots of podcasts. There's like six of them now. Yeah. <laughs> 12 podcasts that I'm doing a week. I come down here into the bar. I drink all day long and I do podcasts. My wife is like, you have a problem. I love your new and it's job, not the, Chris. it's not the drinking, it's the podcast. There's too many of them. Should I keep it light? Stay out of the fight. No one's gonna listen to me. If I write a song, preaching what is wrong, will they let me sing on TV? Should I keep it light? You're gonna eat lightning. You're gonna crap thunder. Is that right? You're gonna be a greasy Italian <laughs> tank. Growing up on a podcast. Socks in the basement. Socks in the, basement. the EP podcast. 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb. We gon' burn the whole house down. We are going to finish up with our friends sitting here from the Evergreen Park Boys Club in just a moment so they can tell you uh, how you can sign up if you have a child that might want to go and play some ball this summer. Before we get to that, though, super excited. Six months ago, as you can tell by that little snippet that just played, I launched several different podcasts. This one that you listen to, the EP podcast, all about Evergreen Park. I also do one called Socks in the Basement, covering the Chicago White Sox. I do another one called The Broadcast Basement, all Southside, all craft beer, four dads sitting down here just talking about it. But one of the more interesting shows is called Me and the Priest. Father Paul Guzman is a Navy chaplain, and he's also assigned right here in Evergreen Park. And the show kind of shows up for a couple of weeks and then disappears for like a month because I can't get a satellite connection that works out with when he's not on a mission. It's a disaster. But over the last couple of weeks, something really exciting happened. He was sent home. It takes like three or four bases. He moves from one place to another place, hopping from plane to plane. It's really complicated. But Father Paul is back, which means he gets to start doing his podcast again. And it's going to be each and every week. Now, The only reason I bring this up is because Father Paul has been on this show a few times. I just found it really interesting, the stories he was telling while he was over on the front in a war zone. So because we never closed off that storyline, I want to give you a little taste, a little snippet of Father Paul's podcast, Me and the Priest. He returns this week. Here's Father Paul talking about what it was like coming back to Evergreen Park after six months in Syria. Is there been anything since you've been gone for six months you came back to the States or came back to Evergreen Park in particular that you were surprised about? Is there anything you're like, oh, this place just opened or this has happened or 
Were you just excited to be home, or does it? Like, I was does just it feel exci- like things changed in any way. I was just excited to be home. I was just excited, you know, that I'm not living in a tent anymore. Right. That I have a real bed. I'm not sleeping in a sleeping bag on a cot. I can take a real shower. I don't have to use shower shoes to be in the shower. Filth is no longer my friend. Right. And and you and all that stuff. These eighteen, nineteen, twenty-year-olds are giving up for you and for me. And it's like just hug them. Because they're giving up an awful lot and, and to keep everybody free and safe. Were you surprised by the response that people gave you when they saw that you got back? Yes, I was. They, How so? they, were, they were amazing. They, I mean, you, had to, you had to know people were waiting for you to get back. They were, but it's like... Because I got grilled all the time. Like, oh, you talk to him. What's he doing? Where's he at? Blah, blah, blah. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Like, you, you had to have that idea. Yeah, that but they were. didn't realize how much I had to give up. They didn't. When they saw me, I lost over twenty pounds. Right. Because I was surprised when I saw you. You're yeah. I'm I'm a lot smaller, and it's like you lost your beer gut. We'll get that back. uh, No, I hope not. Oh, you're gonna get that back. It's easier for my. You sucked down four or five IPAs tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, that that's the only thing I had to drink (laughs) and eat all day. You know, I save it. You know, because. It, it, it makes my physical fitness test easier because I'm 20 pounds, 25 right. pounds, 27 pounds lighter. It's great. I love it. I can run faster now. Hoorah. Everybody, here is the go. Back with the pace. My jam is live and I'm best and I don't waste time. Off the mic with a dope rhyme. Jump to the rhythm, jump, jump to the rhythm, jump. And I'm here to combine beats and lyrics to make you shake your pants, take a chance. Come on, let's dance. Guys, grab a girl. Won't wait, make the twirl. It's your world, and I'm just a squirrel. Trying to get a nut to move your butt to the dance floor. So your butt's up, hands in the air. Come on, everybody. Say yeah, everybody over here. Everybody over there. The crowd is live enough for this fool. Party people in the house, move. Next in line, groove. Work me all night. Let the music take control. Let the rhythm move you. Sweat. Sweat. Let the music take control. Let the rhythm move you. Everybody dance now. Music is my life. Music is my life. Everybody dance now. Cause music is my life Everybody dance now Music is my life Everybody dance now Guys, how do people sign up to be a part of the EP Boys Club? Because, first of all, uh, the EP Podcast is going to sponsor a team this year. Okay? Thank We're you very in. much. We definitely want to sponsor a team this year. And uh, I'm also going to send my son out there because he's decided now that he can see and has awesome. glasses. Great. And his parents are not lax in paying attention to his eyesight. <laughs> And he and, and now he's gotten used to playing hockey. He's like, he's like, I want to do another sport than other than hockey. You know, at first, when you sign a kid up for hockey, you know how expensive that is? That's expensive. Exactly. Hockey's really expensive. Yeah. I wish I would have figured out he was blind while he was still playing baseball. <laughs> I went into paper hockey. But anyway, so I'm sending a kid and I'm going to sponsor a team. But how does somebody uh, sign up to be part of the boys club this year? So we've come a long way since I've been on the board. Uh, used to be triplicate forms, carbon paper. Now everything is done online. Nice. www.epboysclub.com. You click on the registration button. It takes you all the way through. Pretty straightforward. Uh, that'll be open, you know, till the season starts probably through, you know, beginning of April or so. And I would imagine um, 
there's a fee, and then there's probably like you got to volunteer or do something. Like, how does that work? So you've got big news. This is breaking news here, Chris. Ooh, uh, ooh, breaking news on the EP podcast. Yes. So we have yes. had volunteer has always been a requirement, right? Uh, Voluntold. Exactly. <laughs> that means working the concession stand, making walking tacos. Right, right. right. So that is walking gone. tacos. The only place you get walking tacos is at a concession stand at a kids baseball league. <laughs> I've never seen them anywhere else. That's it. Um, <laughs> So the the news that we sent out to all of our families is that is no longer uh, required. Ooh, okay. So we had the idea that you know people are busy. It's hard to find that three hours to rush home from work, get there at five o'clock. Right. Why don't we uh, employ the kids in our neighborhood? So we sent out an email said, hey, we're looking for high school age kids to come work our concession stand. We increased the fee a little bit to cover the costs of that. And I think people are very happy that they don't have to worry about scheduling that time You've instantly become one of my favorite things. <laughs> As a parent that has had kids in all kinds of things, like, I mean, I got kids in MHR. If they play volleyball or basketball or anything in MHR, I got to go stand at a concession stand at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday when I'd rather be sleeping and telling them, hey, just walk up there. You're, you're big enough. Yeah. And if you don't make it, I got two more. Just walk up there. Okay. <laughs> and, and then, like, the same thing with, like, like softball or hockey, right. anything. This is great. Like, yeah. so if I join your league as a parent... I don't have to work a concession stand. Sit back and relax and watch the baseball. I don't care what your fee is at this point. (laughs) I don't even care. (laughs) It's going to be the most expensive little league to play in on the entire south side. I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) It's not, but you're you're still in. Good. We're looking forward to having Dominic with us. We're definitely in. We're definitely in. Brian Harmon, Tim Lyons, they're from the EP Boys Club. Thank you very much for joining us on EP Podcast this week. Thanks for having us, Chris. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement. Broadcast. Basement. The Nudie's Basement. The Broad Basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? I felt like it. The EP Podcast. (laughs) Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com.